Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, Masters in Exercise Science and Minor in Reality, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we looked at some ideas to prevent that general stiff, sore, ache-all-over feeling that sometimes we have. This week, we're going to look at, it's kind of a juxtaposition that we have, and let me, let me see if I can explain it. The first fact is that humans were designed to move. In our ancient history, we had to be ready to chase down something for supper. We had to be able to run from something that wanted to make us supper. So we were constantly moving. We were working. We were always active. So our bodies are designed to be active, have a large range of motion, to exercise strenuously some. The other fact was that because of that and because of the uncertainty of food, there was a very real possibility that we would starve to death. So we were also designed extremely lazy. We want to conserve energy as much as possible and in any way that we can. So we have this argument going on between us between we really need to exercise and we really want to sit and binge Netflix. Now, up until our recent history, this wasn't a problem. You could want to sit and do nothing all day, but you didn't have that option. You had to get up and you had to go take care of the animals and you had to work on the farm and you had all of this stuff to do. You had to mop the floors, you had to vacuum, you had to fix supper. Now, a lot of what we eat is carry out food or we eat in a restaurant. We have machines that do almost everything for us from the little Roomba robots that come out and vacuum the floor. We've got dishwashers. We've got a lot of time-saving conveniences. So it ends up that we've got a lot more free time. And a lot of us, our jobs now, instead of being hard physical labor, it involves sitting at a keyboard and typing or making content. Now, for the lazy part of our makeup, that is absolutely wonderful. But for our physical health, it is absolutely horrible. I've mentioned before that probably the most important thing you can do for your health and fitness is to get up and move. The activity is very important. However, we're also designed to exercise. And the difference between activity and exercise, and activity, it's stuff that you can do for long periods of time. You know, you can do your job eight hours a day, and it's not that strenuous. I mean, it might you might be tired at the end of the day, but it's not that hard. Exercise is usually rhythmic and it's something that is intentional and it's usually something that's going to get your heart rate and breathing going more than normal. Now when I say more than normal, I've talked about the talk test before. In mild exercise, you can carry on a good conversation, you could sing happy birthday. In moderate exercise, you could carry on a good conversation, but you can't make it all the way through happy birthday. You're going to be huffing and puffing a little bit. And in vigorous exercise, you're not carrying on a conversation. You're huffing and puffing and barely able to get one word out after another one. Now, what we also need on a regular basis is the ones where at least you can't sing. And part of the time, you need to be huffing and puffing. You can barely get out a full sentence. And we have to use something like the talk test because for one person, 
a light jog might be one where you're just not able, or even a brisk walk, you're not able to get out the complete sentence. You're huffing and puffing. And for some people, you know, you're going to have to really get on uh, a bicycle and pedal hard, or you're going to be a good run or a hard swim or something, or you're just not able to get the activity level up that much. So it's really dependent on the person and their level of fitness. Okay, so we've said we're genetically lazy. And now I'm saying that you really want to work out hard enough that you can barely carry on a conversation. I know you're thinking, you're going to have to give me a really good reason or that's just not going to happen. Well, let's start with a real good one. It'll make you smarter. And, And by make you smarter, I don't just mean make you smarter now, but it will also reduce your chances of getting dementia or getting uh, Parkinson's. Studies have shown that exercising in midlife will significantly lower your chance of getting Parkinson's disease. The way this happens is if you'll get up to about 70 to 80 percent of your heart rate, which is barely able to sing, I mean, not able to sing, barely able to talk, that, that range in there, for 20 minutes, your brain produces a significant amount of BDNF, which is brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which simply put is miracle growth for the brain. And you create lots of new neural connections. And this, over time, will help protect your brain from dementia. Now, that in itself should be reason enough to start thinking about exercising because I've made the comment plenty of times that we don't need to find a fountain of youth. What we need to find is a fountain of smart. Turns out that exercise happens to be both of those. And speaking of fountain of youth, they did a study of 13,485 Harvard alumni, and the ones that participated in vigorous exercise had a much lower mortality rate during the years of the study than the ones that did not participate in vigorous exercise. And some of the reasons for that, you breathe better after you've exercised. It helps make your lungs more elastic. It helps make your rib cage more elastic. And it strengthens the diaphragm and allows your diaphragm to extend and pull in more oxygen as you breathe. It improves your overall cardiovascular health. And a big way that it does this is it keeps your blood vessels nice and stretchy. You've heard of people having hardening of the arteries. Well, this is going to keep you from having hardening of the arteries. And one of the main ways this happens is your body produces nitric oxide. Nitric oxide causes your blood vessels to dilate. When the blood vessels dilate, it lowers your blood pressure. It also reduces your chances of having a blockage in your arteries because If your arteries are wider, there's less of a chance for them to get blocked. So that cuts down on chances of things like heart attacks and strokes. So, so far, we've said that regular exercise will lower your blood pressure. It will make you smarter. It will lower your chance of having dementia. It'll lower your chance of having Alzheimer's. And it will make you live longer. But as they say on the late night infomercials, wait, there's more. It also lowers your total body inflammation. And inflammation is something that's related to things from arthritis to type 2 diabetes. So it has a very negative effect on your health. And so if you reduce that, you're going to have a positive effect on your health. Regular exercise also significantly increases your immune responses. So you're going to be less likely to get sick. And regular vigorous exercise has been shown to reduce depression even better than some 
antidepressing drugs with pretty much no side effects except maybe sweating and being a little bit tired. And I save the being a little bit tired to last for a reason because almost every study that's been done on this shows that those people who exercise on a regular basis have lower levels of fatigue and more levels of energy than the people that do not exercise on a regular basis. And that's because when you exercise, your body increases its metabolism. You get more mitochondria, which are the things that make your energy-producing molecules your metabolic pathways become more efficient. So you actually produce more energy if you exercise. So in closing, if you want to be smarter, less likely to die, happier, less likely to get sick, having less chance of a heart attack, a stroke, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, and also to have more energy, you need to get up, you need to get moving, you need to break a sweat, you need to be exercising to the point that you have difficulty carrying on a conversation, and you need to do that for about 20 minutes straight. Now that really doesn't sound like the making fitness funner part, because that sounds like it's going to be fairly strenuous. However, the benefits on this are going to far outweigh the negatives. And if you go back to listen to episode number 23 about accountability partners, you'll see that that would be a really good way to help you stick to this. So until next week, I hope that this will make your fitness journey just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.